This is the Podswoggle Network, a podcast network with entertainment. Welcome back, couch potatoes and TV junkies. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picked Up. My name is Robert. I'm one of your two uh, handsome and excellent hosts. I'm sitting alongside the other one here. His name is Rich. I couldn't have said that any better myself, mostly because I'm self-deprecating and I don't get myself the kind of credit I know I do deserve for being, while husky, still handsome. Very handsome. Good Mediterranean look to this man for all you listeners that aren't already acquainted with his um, visage. (laughs) I don't know. But Uh, hey, we uh, don't we don't. That'd be a completely different show if we just stared at each other and described each other once a week. <laughs> that, that's got, that's interesting. <laughs> just the idea of trying to give anyone like the actual physical description and picture, yeah, purely over audio. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. And this show is actually not about how we look. This show is about TV, uh, particularly a random show that we will pick in just a few minutes to watch the pilot episode of and give a brief rundown of after. Um, yeah, we have a good time here, but uh, we like to start it off slow. Give a you know, we like to ease into it. We like to you know, kind of lubricate our TV senses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I usually kick that off by asking Robert, hey man, what you what you been watching? And I usually answer that kickoff by saying <laughs> Bob's Burgers or not much. It's usually not much. Um, yeah, I don't think I have watched anything. I have a lot of that I'm anticipating. I know Louie comes back um, like next week. Yeah, April that kind of came out of nowhere, didn't it? Yeah, I think it did. So um, that's cool. That'll be neat. Uh, Daredevil gets released on Netflix in the whole the whole series comes out April 10th. That'll be cool. Um, so I have a couple things sort of circled on my calendar. How about you? Uh, Louie reminds me that there's this other show that I'm looking forward to uh, that's on FX uh, called The Comedians with Josh Gad and Billy Crystal. Okay. I know from what I understand what it's about, it's about them making a show for FX. Yeah. And just the process of that. And just with those two, like, random, that random pairing, I'm interested. Um, I've been watching uh, watching a little bit more Batman animated series. Good. As well as uh, I watched this season of Archer. Season six, I think. Yep. Yep. Uh, liked it a lot. There were some low points, but there were also very classic Archer high points. That's good. And I started the Jinx because I just gave in. I'm playing catch up on the Jinx. And by catch up, I mean it's already over and everyone's done talking about it. I just want to get references now. Sure. Um, It looked very uncomfortable to watch. Um, Maybe not uncomfortable to watch, but that dude, what's his name? Robert something? Robert Durst. Robert Durst looks like a real terrifying entity. He looks like a real serial killer. Yeah. Small, scrawny, but still a killer. Yeah. Uh, Reminds me of a character in an audiobook that I read called Beach Bums. Oh. Yeah. Go check that out. It's available on uh, audible.com. That's great. Uh, Yeah. What else? I know there's something else I've been watching that I can't just, I just can't nail right now. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, the 
season premiere. Well, the mid season premiere, even though it was like a year and a half in between <laughs> mid seasons of Mad Men was last night. Right, right. Um, and that was good. That was good. Got a lot going on there. Um, I wish I was uh, caught up yeah. at all. I wish I could talk to you about yeah, it. Yeah, there's not I much I could really talk <laughs> if you haven't watched recently. Yeah. So uh, we'll probably talk about it with, with Mullet and Tony on a blank slate coming up soon or something. Yeah, I know they're real big fans of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Mullet's actually going to be in town for the se- series finale and can't watch it. Can't watch it. Why? Not allowed to watch it. Yeah, that face says it all. <laughs> okay. For a very deliberate reason. He was probably instructed by someone important in his life to not watch I'm it. I'm talking to you right now, Mullet. She never has to know. Never. Unless she listens to this. In which case, well, I don't think Sam listens to this. I don't think so either. <laughs> and if she does, Sam, don't worry. He's not gonna. I'm going to attempt him, but he's not going to cave. She doesn't have to know. Never. Uh, so we, we skipped get some. On, yeah. yeah, we skipped that on Twitter last week. Yes, we did. We were having so much fun with uh, Liz for all you Fandersons. Uh, I hope you enjoyed last week's episode. But yeah, we skipped out on Twitter. So we mm-hmm. just wanted to catch up and uh, see some of the feedback you left us. Uh, Kbot Super Dupes, uh, your sister. Oh, that's uh, right. Yelled at, well, you really, saying, uh, hello, Robert, did you not remember my dream job of wanting to be the Jaws ride person? Hashtag old podcast. Hashtag had to catch up. That's right. I didn't remember. And I'm sorry, Kelly. However, I did tweet you out a picture of Universal Studios Japan, which still has a Jaws ride. Really? Yeah. And a Back to the Future, too. So if you're ever hankering for those nostalgic Universal Studios (laughs) rides... Just hop on a flight to Japan. Yeah, I want to. I want to get that old school Universal Studios experience. Yeah, heading over to Japan. Um, totally not Garrett on Twitter said, "Hey, Rich Cammy, did you know that Young Justice ran for two seasons? Even more for you to watch. At least not on Netflix. The second season isn't on Netflix. Um, and I think the whole thing's expired now as well. Uh, like it's just off Netflix. So I'm glad I watched the first season." And I got to make a note to myself, to myself to acquire the second season because I do want to see that. So thank you, Totally Not Garrett. Um, in response to our episode last week, uh, Suit Williams, Suit, uh, simply said, I woke up to this tweet, by the way. Okay. <laughs> the morning this episode came out, I woke up to fucking numbers. Hashtag Demanderson. There's one right there already. Uh, going down a little bit more, um, uh, don't, at don't follow RJ, uh, just tweeted at us, hashtag Fanderson, hashtag more Liz, hashtag, but not too much Liz, hashtag beginning of the end. I don't know what he means by that last part. Um, but I talked to our friend RJ recently and he, uh, he's not listening. So Liz was a gateway uh, episode for him. Oh, good. Happy to have you, RJ. Yeah, exactly. Um, and speaking of our friend Liz Anderson, a friend of the show, uh, we, I saw her one woman no show last night, mm-hmm. and it was fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, so if you are in the Chicago area or you plan on coming to the Chicago area in the next five weeks, go see the one woman no show at the Annoyance Theater, eight o'clock Sunday nights. It's 
it's amazing. And every show is different, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw the preview last week and then didn't really get to catch this one, but last week's was phenomenal as well. So check it out. Hashtag Panderson. Absolutely. The show is fire. Yeah. Hopefully the show we get this week will be fire. I hope so. We've been sort of up and down. Well, numbers was good. Numbers uh, was like numbers had no reason being good. Yeah, it didn't. It shouldn't have been as good as it was. And we spent the entire episode just shitting on it. Yeah. But we still liked it. Mm-hmm. It was weird. That's just that's how they get you, man. That's how CBS do. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, what do you think we're going to get this week? We are going to get Firefly. I'm That'd just going to will it into existence. That'd be I great. like that. Ready? Yes. All right. I'm just going to guess that this is also a Cartoon Network show. I don't even know. It's called The Adventures of Fish and Chips from 2013. Fish and chips are sworn enemies in a never-ending chase over land and sea as frisky feline chips is in constant pursuit of a young seafaring fish. Wide-eyed and impressionable, fish is not without his own tricks to get chips off his tail. Looking at the cast here. I'm not seeing anybody I recognize. So let's just not waste any time. Let's just fucking get this out of the way, huh? Yeah, let's check it out. Another success story. Hey, everybody, we're back. And guess what? There's no fish and chips on Netflix. In accordance with the opening week of baseball, swing and a miss. Let's see what we got. Huh. What do we got? Uh, MI5 from 2002. This award-winning series dramatizes the professional exploits and personal lives of the spooks of the MI5. This uh, no-nonsense head officer, Harry Pierce, guides a band of dedicated spies who risk their lives every day. Uh, Cast includes uh, Peter Firth, Hugh Simon, who else? Anybody there? Uh, David Oyel, Richard Armitage. Those sound familiar. David Oyel, I know, was in something recently, damn it. Uh, the the name is familiar, and I'll feel like an idiot when I recognize what it is. All right, everybody, we'll catch you after the break. And to coincide with the start of baseball seasons, we get at least three tries. Stri- at least. We're at strike two right now. We are. We're at two strikes. Well, maybe one of these can be a... No, these should be balls. There's nothing we could do about these. Where the count's like O and... O and two? Or O and two. For for yeah, if we're if we're going by strikes, it's zero and two. Oh, if we're going two. by balls, it's two and zero. It's two and zero. There we go. Thank you. If we're going by balls, at I knew I was going to say that at one point in my life. All right, let's. Man, come on, let's do this. Ah. Uh. Sitting Ducks from 2001, based on the whimsical creations of artist Michael Bedford, this delightful animated <laughs> series presents the adventures of an unlikely best friend's Bill, a, a rambunctious duck, and Aldo, an alligator from Swampwood, where ducks are usually lunch, not pals. While educating the cranky neighborhood neighbors who scorn their unusual friendship, Bill tries to fulfill his ambition to fly, and Aldo leaves his job as a cook because he no longer wants to prepare <laughs> roast duck. Um, whatever. Let's just... Let's just go. Let's, let's Catch go. you after the break. Yeah, bye. 
And we're back. Sitting ducks. I thought it was fine. I thought it was pretty interesting. It was interesting. <laughs> Sitting ducks, a uh, a CG animated uh, show from 2001. Mm-hmm. I was originally broadcast in Europe. Yeah, and then made its way to America on Cartoon Network, which I don't remember this at all. Neither do I. And uh, then you know was on in Australia and elsewhere. Um, and the first episode, uh, or the first segment, was another sort of like twenty-three minute block, but like two stories. The mm-hmm. uh, first one, running ducks, and so starts off with the uh, a whole group of ducks in Ducktown watching a duck show in a duck diner, and the show is called Running Duck. And do you want to describe what this show was? Sure. I mean, it was it was just that. I mean, there was nothing else. It was just this duck running through the dark alleyways and streets of a city at night being chased by something, something. some shadowy monster. Which is kind of familiar to this movie that we saw the other night. Yes, it was. Yes. <laughs> we saw it. It follows. And it was a little similar. Yeah. Uh, and like the whole thing was, yeah, it was always to be continued before you could see what it, the hell it was that was chasing the duck. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I was kind of in and out on watching this because mm-hmm. I was getting acclimated to like the, the, the animation style and just sort of like everything that was happening. All the ducks like save for sizes and apparel looked as like every duck has the same face. Mm hmm. And uh, the, uh, uh, everyone, all the ducks leave except for Bill, our main character duck. And he's there talking to Bev, the lady who runs the diner. And I, I kind of tuned out at this point. Did she say, like, there was a sighting or something? Yeah, there was mention of on the west side there was some sighting of something. I don't even know if they explicitly said alligator. But Bill was going on about how they live on the east side of town. And yeah. there's nothing to worry about. No, that's... That's the good part of Ducktown. The good part. If you live on the west side of Ducktown, like, man, gang-related activity. That's all I'm going to say. It borders Swampville or whatever. What did, what did they say in the description? Swamp something. Swamp Town or Swampville. Oh, hold on. Let me look that up. It Because uh, they didn't mention it in either of these two. Swampwood. Swampwood. There we go. <laughs> so... At this point, I realize basically what this is like watching mm-hmm. stylistically. It's like watching a whole show made out of Crash Bandicoot cutscenes. <laughs> yes, it is. It's like a PS1 game. Yeah. yeah cutscenes. Yep. <laughs> that was a good way to put it. And there was a lot of like, uh, like dead air, like a lot of silences of just like a duck going to walk and go do something, filling it out and like 15 seconds later coming back. And it also reminded me a lot of Grim Fandango, which mm-hmm. I know you're all about. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he's walking home from the diner. Mm-hmm. Goes and yeah, he's just walking home. He hears something menacing behind him. Mm-hmm. And the first time, it's just another duck uh, with a, a birdcage on a wagon sort of thing. Like a pet on a leash. Yeah. It was 
But it was like a bird cage, though. It, it was. was. Like, yeah, it was with like a, a bird cage on with, a leech. With a bird, like, another bird inside of it. Like a parakeet or something. Yeah. Uh, this happened in the next episode, too. Ducks keep birds as pets. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of weird. This universe is very weird. And we'll get to it soon with the introduction of the other main character. But this is a weird place. Well, and then so he, he sees the other duck pass by. He's like, and then, and then, yeah, and then Aldo, the alligator, mm-hmm. comes out, and uh, and then the chase scene happens. He's chasing after that sweet, sweet duck meat, and he evades him, and then down an alley, and then, like, Aldo hits his head on a wall, hurts his tooth. Bill's like, all right, cool, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, now I hurt my tooth. And he's he's like, sympathetic to yeah. Aldo's pain. So he goes, and then they just strike up a conversation. Uh, this is just another hint of like how weird this world is, or whatever. Like alligators are supposed to stay out of Ducktown, but like, what are the other rules of like all the other cities? And there's, there's, it's, it's not veiled at all. Like the alligators eat the ducks. Yeah. They kill and consume the ducks, but they live in real close proximity to one another, but they're just super segregated. <laughs> That's why I wrote down, like, what is the, stru- like, this whole like, global society, what the fuck is the structure of this? You, you can just know? eat things you that actually, talk back to you? You want to know what it is? Please I just read me. on Wikipedia. Okay. About, all right, so this sitting ducks, all right, this all started as a lithograph that Michael Bedard okay. drew in the 70s or something. Because I guess you could get famous in the 70s by just drawing a picture. And so he did that, and then they came out with, like, a book. And I guess it said children's book, but I don't really know. So in the book, the alligators hatch the ducks, let them live in Ducktown to just enjoy themselves and get fat and live an idyllic life. And then they harvest them and eat them. And it says that the Wikipedia Wikipedia article said that in the book, an alligator finally warns one of the ducks and says, if you don't get so fat, you'll be able to fly and fly away and avoid harvesting. Yeah, Rich's face right now is one of shock and disbelief. <laughs> That's weird. Let's give these ducks a whole town. We'll let them call it a town. It's a farm. Yeah. And the- it's a concentration <laughs> camp. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, my God. This was in the 70s? The lithograph was drawn in the 70s. I'm not sure when the book was actually oh written. Oh, my God. For children. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, though. I think that makes, at least there's context mm-hmm. to that, as opposed to this world, where it's like, is there like a like a Berlin Wall of Swampwood and Ducktown or there something? There must be. I mean, it's, like you said, it's segregated. Yeah. It's segregated. There's, this is where the alligators live. This is where the ducks live. And this is the DMZ right here. Mm-hmm. Hey, interaction is very frowned upon yeah. by both cultures. There's a lot of cool metaphors going on here. 
It's very, but but then it's just weird with the consumption aspect of it too. I mean, pretty weird. He uh, so like his his tooth is killing him, uh-huh. and Bill's just like, I know a dentist. I don't know what a toothache's like because ducks don't have teeth, mm-hmm. but I know a dentist. Why is there a dentist then <laughs> in a town full of beings that don't have teeth? Hey, uh, that would explain why when they go in the middle of the night to Cecil's house, Cecil, mm-hmm. the duck dentist, uh, who would later on have his own spinoff show just in the past few years. You know where I'm going with this. Duck no. dentistry. I hate myself. That was good. I hate it. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Uh, yeah. And so it's the middle of the night. Knocks on the door. Answers. Bill's just like, we had a dentist emergency. And he's like, goes from tired, Cecil does, to all of a sudden just like, yes. He's stoked. Get in here. I'm about this life. I'm finally going to be able to practice. On what? I don't know. Well, let's do something. Aldo comes in. Gator. It's like, oh. And he gets over it. And his wife comes out. Freaks out. <laughs> Very frightened. Doesn't quite get over it. No. Um. Yeah. He goes to work. Uh, he's he's basically climbs in Aldo's mouth. Mm-hmm. Aldo's temptation is killing him. He's seeing visions of salting this duck dentist on a table uh yeah and he like he bites down he definitely attempts to eat the duck i mean if you know anything about the 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 pounds per square inch of an alligator's bite um that duck shouldn't have survived aldo was clearly holding back Mm uh but as (laughs) cecil's stuck in Aldo's mouth. This is like the best handle I've had on character names for any fucking show we've ever fucking had. So, yeah, Cecil's in the mouth. Wife comes in ah, all over again. And he spits him out or something like that across the room. Got the tooth out. Feeling good. Let's go on down to the dock at sunrise. And I don't, what were they even doing? I was going to say they're skipping just skipping rocks. They were, they were skipping rocks. Like I was about to say they were just feeding the ducks, but that would be a whole nother level of like weird meta not meta but you ever seen the there's like a weird frame someone's brought up of a donald duck cartoon where he roasts a duck like for them to eat oh my god i mean he he doesn't like talk to it yeah beforehand but he pulls it out of the oven and it's a it's a duck it's a roast duck it's a roast duck it's for like a like a christmas episode or something right. like that yeah yeah, and so Aldo and Bill are sitting, and they they agree to be friends yeah. and understand that their differences aside, there's a way more similarities. They start like going through the list yeah. of like all the stuff they have in common. Yeah, and then Aldo like they're like joking and buddies, and he cracks him in the arm like really hard. It's almost kind of stands out <laughs> as a little odd. It's just like a punch, and that's kind of how the episode ends. Well, there's no way he knows his own strength in comparison to a duck. Yeah. He gives that same punch to, you know, his brother. And it's just like... No big deal. Yeah, a little tap. Right. The next episode is entitled Duck Naked. Wakes up. Bill's, like, losing feathers. This is weird. Uh, He, like... Takes a feather that's, like, one of his own feathers that he... It's, like, on his face when he wakes up. And he takes it and puts it in a wastebasket. 
that was like explicitly it wasn't labeled, but it had a picture of what should be going in this wastebasket, which was fucking feathers. But then he's freaking out that he's losing feathers. Whereas like it's clear that somewhere they manufacture a wastebasket just for duck feathers. Mm -hmm. Like adorning one of your wastebaskets just with hair. Like, there's just hair all over your trash can. Yeah. Because it's your hair can. My hair can. And it, okay. And so he freaks out because he's molting and he's losing all of his feathers. But at the same time, um, they know that's a normal, natural process. Yeah. It's like, okay. So you, you start losing your hair and everybody knows that it happens. And this would be as if you lost your hair, but then your hair grows back in like two weeks. Yeah. But he can't accept being without feathers for that long, so he he seeks out help. Yeah, he freaks out. Uh, his buddies come over, and they just kind of like they just kind of like talk about it for five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, this is also when I realized because like Bill has like a parrot, a macaw, it just in like a cage the size of the parrot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's like no room for this thing to move. Yeah. And it's so that's not a realized, generous cage at all. Like, why are birds keeping birds? This is really kind of weird. Um, you know, I'd be sure that what like what should they have been keeping as pets? Like like goldfish or like mice or like something. The cricket, like in Mulan. Yeah. You know? So eventually, like one of his buddies uh Aldo comes over, also unannounced. And I don't think it's it's yeah, it's pretty clear that his friends has have not met him yet because they're like shitting their pants. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Aldo doesn't recognize Bill because he's practically naked. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then, yeah, then they talk about it some more. <laughs> and then one of his buddies goes over, draws a map. And like in front of everybody, like he did this in front of everybody. He, he got up, went to the kitchen, drew a map, put the map behind his back, came back to the living room and in front of everybody like behind the back like hey take this so bill takes the map opens it in front of everybody he's like all right that was silly i don't know if it's like a constraint of like the type of computer animation or what but it's like it wasn't storyboarded or something or they had like you said like all the dead air and all the showing of processes it's like why why did you choose to animate it that way they're they're computer generating on the fly yeah or they just already have models or sets or things, and it's easier to use them than, Maybe. To, than to cut and have to recompose yeah. an entire shot. Or it's like we ran out of story. Like, let's show him making the map. And how much can we can we make that twenty seconds? Yeah, because that's what we need. Stretch was the order for the entire series. Just stretch. I mean, shit. It's based off of one drawing. This whole empire. <laughs> is made off of a drawing which is based off of a pun which is sitting ducks i mean talking about like wringing out every last drop you can hell yeah out of an idea hell yeah oh, that's what i'm about dude. i feel like oh. this creator would probably just feel a little guilty and like awkward it's like this was i just had a pun and now they wanted to make we've made a whole empire out of this Either that or it's like, I put my kids through college off a fucking pun. Off a joke. I'm the shit. 
It's one or the other. There's no middle ground. Yeah. There's no way he's just like, yeah, this is the thing I did. No, I just did we it. Tri- we took it as far as we could, I guess. Uh, so they go to the place on the map. And it's the, in the back of the diner from the, the first diner. episode. Continuity. And they knock on the, the back. Mind you, they, they pull up in front of it. And every patron in this diner is quacking their ass off Mm -hmm. i hit myself again and so they go to the back it turns out the 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 owner and operator of the diner is dressed up and playing the part of like this gypsy that will use a magic potion to bring all the feathers back yeah her name's like bev and she was like madam Bev or something like that to cure Bill of his alopecia or whatever you want to call it. it she uses this potion, uh, phallopecia. Phallopecia, God, where's Liz? Where's Liz? She backed me up on these. Um, so yeah, go ahead. Sorry, and this potion, um, just removes the remaining feathers that he did have. Man, I feel like an asshole describing this. <laughs> Why? It's just a silly story. It is. Well, it's it, a silly it, it's, story. Um, it, but it it took like ten minutes to watch. <laughs> yeah, it was like two or three ideas. Anyways, all right. So feathers continue to fall off due to the potion not working. She goes, "Oh, I guess we have to try something more serious." So she has this magical machine, and he gets in the machine. And it does restore his feathers, except on his ass, where he was sitting. Little naked butt. Little naked butt. Dick duck butt. Which is like way worse than just being 100% naked. Because then you're just drawing it. Like, if you're all naked, it's like, well, that might have been on purpose. Yeah. But if it's just like, just your ass, is like, you're drawing attention to just your ass. Just your naked yeah. ass. And then, so, um, he's warned not to get in the machine twice, even though he needs more coverage. Like, she straight up says, like, weird shit happens. Weird, weird stuff happens. But... He insists he does it anyway. And he gets makes in. like a real emotional plea to her. Yeah. Too. Like, oh yeah. He says that is like his identity is like based on having yeah. he's like, I'm not a rich duck. I'm not a big duck. He's like, I don't have a nice moped, but that's fine. <laughs> but I need my feathers. It was moving. It was well well done. He's gonna get him back. He just has to wait. So he goes back in the machine. She's, she acquiesces. Yeah. She quacquiesces. And she goes. And he sits like ass up like. Yeah. Yeah. He goes face down, ass up in the chair. And. Hey, like he sits like on. I want to really give the viewers like an image because it could. You could think that he's still oriented like right. looking at the ground, but he's not. He's no. like. He's like how they sat in the mercury capsule. Like he's like he's sitting on like his neck with his ass pointed yeah toward the ceiling back like yeah, back still to the back of the chair yeah and just like head hanging off yeah uh, and then yeah butt up in the air just pulls <laughs> flips the switch flips it back up and he feels his butt he's like yo it worked Raz right did it work and they're like by the way Aldo's there the whole time yeah Aldo's. <laughs> Aldo has so far served no purpose in this entire show, aside from just meeting him in the first one. 
and letting you know that on the reg, or typically his kind just eat ducks. Yeah. And he's just like an exception. There should be like an implication of like, I hope later on in the series, it gets to the point where it's like, like Bill's like, oh, let me, I want to go meet your friends and your family. He's like, we can't do that. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll tear you to pieces and they'll kill me. They'll exile me. I'll be excommunicated from Swampwood for doing this. In Rocco's modern life, Heifer, the steer, was raised by his adoptive family. And they were all wolves. wolves. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. That was fucking great. Yeah. And there was a lot of tension about it. Yeah. (laughs) Like they they had enough heart that they didn't want to do it. Yeah. They were very, very ashamed of him. (laughs) So, yeah. So he gets out of the machine. And he's like, did it work? It worked, right, guys? And I'm like, well, it worked. I mean, as far as your feathers go, they're there. And then you give him a mirror, and he's green. All green. All green. Which, like, as far as ducks go, like, there's mallards. Mm-hmm. There's green ducks. Yeah. They looked, aesthetically, it looked fine. <laughs> yeah, he didn't look any worse off. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, not for that town, because... I mean, I don't know if you noticed, but there were nothing but white ducks in that town. Nothing but white ducks there. So they might not take kindly to green ducks. Maybe not. So he's more so just worried for his safety now. <laughs> or getting service for the next two weeks. Two weeks! Two weeks. Yeah, see, before they were amused. But now the people would just be enraged. Incensed. <laughs> I'm not going to let some green duck date my daughter. <laughs> right so, so yeah so it just happens and he's like what oh my god i'm green that all right oh well and then cut two they're on bill's uh like uh patio like deck area of his apartment mm-hmm. and it's just him and aldo hanging out on some some porch chairs and, and they got bongos and then they just talk a little bit and then just end up playing the bongos. They're like, all they needed was like a joint. That's, <laughs> and that's what they'd be doing. <laughs> they're just sitting. And they're like, oh, I, it's not so bad being yeah. green. And Aldo's like, I never thought so. And Bill just like, yeah. Like, is this show going to end every episode? Like, what I'm told the end of every Boston Legal episode ended like? With just Spader and Shatner just out on the porch smoking a cigar. Yeah. This is going to end every episode just like, hey, well, let's wrap that up. Yeah, we we did stuff today. And just pass me that uh, uh, xylophone. Yeah. Yeah, prop, essentially. All right. Now, this potentially pissed me off, but I need to know for a fact. I'm pretty sure they do because they are reptilian. Alligators shed their scales, correct? Not in the sense that a snake sheds its skin. Right. But I'm sure that they flake off. Well, I think they might have skin and not scales. Right. Go on. Because the point I was trying to make that like, 
and I'm not going to do research. I'm not going to look this up. I probably learned this in third grade for a book report. I've forgotten it. But if, in fact, alligators do shed their skin, shed their scales, that's how this episode has to end, right? Or that's they got to factor that in somehow to just be like, hey, don't feel bad, buddy. Look, it happened to me, too. I'm not just the president. I'm also a customer. <laughs> now, um, you got to give any kind of thematic continuity of... <sighs> Yeah, every this happens to everybody, yeah. or we we resume from where we started, or yeah, uh, just more like every episode has a hey, we are alike, aren't we? Yeah, well, As- like you said, Aldo has contributed nothing if other than having demonstrating enough compassion to not eat a duck, he's done nothing else. If Bill's scared friends don't aren't scared of him and don't interact with him. As far as I'm concerned, he is a figment of Bill's imagination. (laughs) Yeah. But they did that, so it's like, all right, well, I'll accept this as reality. But, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. It was fucking weird. It's a strange show. It's such a strange show. It's a strange show that's building a stranger universe. But, yeah, I'm still going back and forth on which iteration is stranger. The thing that you mentioned earlier... Or this show. Like, they're both just bizarre in their own way. I, I think the, the book is uh, is a frightening thought, but it makes sense. Whereas this does not. I don't know. Yeah. Good God. What's the... um? What's, like, the, the strangest thing, either show or story or something like that, that you got to explore, like exposed to or found or came across at like a very young age. Mm-hmm. Ren and Stimpy was weird for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. But it was always really odd to me. Oh, okay. That cow and chicken I always found really weird, like yeah. trying to make any kind of sense out of that. Both those shows had a lot to do with just like, what are the rules here? Like, are these anthropomorphized animals? Are they, are they animals? Are they people? Yeah. They just look like this. I don't know. Uh, I would have loved to have seen like later on in the series, just see like people come into this universe for, for sitting ducks. (laughs) Just like, just, I just want to see how that gets thrown in there. Like, is it all to scale? Like, are these people to scale? Yeah. Or is it, like, in this world? Just I don't even know. Probably the weirdest thing for me was uh, kind of, like, in my more formative years, uh, my dad was showing me uh, movies to kind of shape my sense of humor and taste in comedy. So he's showing me Caddyshack and Animal House and uh, Police Academy, funny enough. Um, she's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Police Academy. Uh, and then, so my mom to try to like, not let him like corner the market on my tastes as far as like, you know, movies go. Mind you, I'm like eight years old. Mm -hmm. I probably shouldn't be watching Caddyshack or, or Animal House at this point. No. Uh, so my mom sits me down to watch the Rocky Horror Picture Show. 
and I, I just didn't know what to do with that information. Like, not that there's anything weird about transgendered or transvestites, but when you're eight and you don't know exactly where the penis and vagina go to make a baby anyway, mm-hmm. there's just so much. Ha- oh my god, it was it was intense, and I didn't like in high school when everyone, all of my friends were discovering Rocky horror for themselves and enjoying it and going to the, 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 the midnight shows and everything. I'm just like, I, I gotta stay away from that. I don't, I can't, I don't know what this is. Yeah. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm by still. It. Yeah. Oh, Have man. you seen it recently? Oh, I've absolutely seen it since. And yeah. yeah, it's great. I've seen, uh, I've seen it live. Uh, I've seen it in the theaters. I, I own it on DVD. It's yeah, it's great. It's mm-hmm. fucking great. Um, I've seen like the bootleg version that they do at Halloween Horror Nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's weird. Um, it's weird as to what I think this is. The show has brought up this thing of like when and what to expose children to, and and what's appropriate and what's not, and what's going to stick with them. You know, but it is. It, I don't know. I think. It, I think it, it is. You're, you're. I don't know if you meant to make this point, but I think you're right in that it's. Uh, it's really just a matter of of when and how you're going to fuck them up and not avoiding it. Yeah. Like, it's going to be in a way that you have no idea of. Um, oh, God, what was it? Uh, there was some comedian. I can't fucking remember who it was. Um, the Patton Oswalt yes, joke? Yes, it was the Patton yeah. Oswalt joke. Do you remember it exactly? Because I can't yes. really... Yes, so Patton Oswalt is describing a lovely day with his daughter and the, um, the activities that they're doing. And he was saying how he was going to turn on the television so that they could watch uh, a program. And he said that, you know, I forgot what I'd left it on. and I don't know what channel it's going to be on when I turn on the television. So he turns on the TV and the Benicio Del Toro Wolfman remake yeah. from a few years ago is on. And he's in like mid transformation and he's wolfing out and his teeth and his eyes are growing and he says that his daughter is sitting right there staring at it and is just watching this happen and he said her eyes got real wide and I was like oh shit what have I done and so um, do you recall the rest of it or do you want to no I don't continue? so what what they do is he you know he quickly turns that channel and he's like, you know what? I gotta, I gotta balance this out. I gotta give her something to think about that is not gonna send her into some psychosis years down the road. Makes a joke about, yeah, you know, the heroin makes the wolf go away. <laughs> and so they watch some Schoolhouse Rock, and and they relax, and they're watching these <laughs> these funny cartoons and everything. And he's like, okay, I think we're fine. I think I've made the wolf go away. Later that night, middle of the night. She comes into our room screaming, screaming, terrified. And he's like, oh, my God. Come here, come here. And he's trying to comfort his daughter. He's like, shit, I know it's a goddamn wolf, man. And his daughter goes, my skeleton's going to come out of my body. <laughs> and he's like, and his, his wife's like, what did, what did you show her? And it's not the wolf, man. It's the schoolhouse rock video for them bones. And she's horrified at the thought of her bones coming out of her body and dancing around. So you're right. That's you, the point, you, man. You have no idea. All you can do is be there to provide love and support and guidance when they do freak out. That's all you can do. Yeah, and 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 factual <laughs> rationalization. Exactly. Your 
You're not going to turn into Wolfman, and you're not going. Your bones are going to jump out of your body. Your, your bones won't do that. Yeah, it's unavoidable, though. It is unavoidable. Media is fucking us up. I just think that I think that back when like the novel was like the biggest form of of individual entertainment you could consume. I don't know how how crazy people were getting or how how much their expectations and their views were getting screwed up. I swear that the way that we pipe in television and movies into our brains is messing us up. Well, if you look at it historically, like the the perception was that these these books were there were some horrible things out there and just smutting our children up. Yeah. And there were, you know, when you look at the, the fact that there were book, book burnings mm-hmm. and shit like that. Like, you know, now you just publicly shame someone or something like that. Like, ah, oh, this is horrible. But it's, it's still always going to be accessible. Yeah. Whether or not it's deemed morally corrupt or not. Um, I, 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 I just feel like throughout history, the it's always the same warring factions. It's just different mediums, you know? Yeah. It, I definitely understand what you're saying, and it, that that fight goes on through time. I think that, and I'm not positive about this, but the the there's a difference between like we're consuming so much non-reality, we're consuming so much because it's easier to consume. It's it's way easier to to be completely uninformed about any kind of real world. I mean, the real world like is deteriorating. Like there's so many different perspectives and everything's becoming so subjective. There is no objective reality to base anything off of anymore. Our friend Tony, uh, we were talking about something just completely innocuous or whatever. Uh, like brought up like, oh, what'd you think about this topic? And kind of mentioned about how uh, it's, it's kind of pointless when like in 200 years the earth is gonna like essentially collapse in upon itself mm-hmm. or you know metaphorically because mm-hmm. of the, the the earth's state yeah it's like well i mean if that's the case then that conversation we had about march madness is kind of moot uh more or less everything we're doing doesn't kind of fucking matter mm-hmm. so it's like oh well we might as well just i don't know, jerk each other off till then like it's at the point where it is yeah it's irreparable the damage is irreparable and it's either, all right, well, everyone can choose their own way. And there are people that choose to, like, enlighten themselves and educate themselves. And then there's people that just choose to medicate themselves. Yes. In that's one a form or fashion. Perfect way. So, to be, not to be completely nihilistic about this, but none of it really matters. Yeah. Have a good day, everybody. <laughs> yeah, we got to. Uh, yeah. This is a CG show about an alligator and a duck. And we're talking about the end of the world. Well, I think it's nice and thoughtful. There's got to be some thought put in these things. Like, what are we doing and why are we doing it? And what does it mean on a longer timeline than just right now? And the answer I come to is nothing. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. Cool. Yeah. Well. I feel as, as I feel, Billy Jim says, <laughs> I ain't here for a long time. I'm here for a good time. Yeah. But I'm I'm gonna shame and hate everyone for for making it happen. It's like we had tens of thousands of years hundreds of thousands of years of activity where we didn't fuck it up royally for the next couple millennia. 
and that we're going to be the ones to do it because we don't want to shut our lights off or we don't want to live without lights. That's why. So, uh, it is, uh, it is, uh, it is not completely without a value judgment. Like it does mean something. It means that we're awful. <laughs> That's my yeah. signing off note. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, it was, it's a bad deal. Would you pick up sitting ducks, Rich? I don't think I can. No, no. What about you? Just I enjoyed the world. I, it was interesting. And like you said, I like the animation style. It had these weird little nuggets where yeah. you're just like, wait, hold on. Can we can we just talk about that? Like, for sure, there definitely were these these very interesting pockets. But on the whole, like, it, aesthetically, it was it was interesting. I don't know if it was sustainable. Let's let's do something. Repitch me sitting ducks with your additions as something you would like to see. Like, you're not going to pick up Sitting Ducks as it is. Right. What would you need to pick up Sitting Ducks? Like, how would you like it differently? Would it be, like, completely adult themes? Like, an adult swim show? Or, like, how would you change Sitting Ducks to make it a show you'd watch? I think it did help that it was, like, just the duck design was reminding me a lot of, like, Howard the Duck. Okay. So just say, like, yeah, Howard the Duck for uh, for for young adults. Sure. Yeah. And a little bit slicker animation, but at the time couldn't really handle that or couldn't really ask for that. Ask yeah. for that, yeah. I would make it like a detective show, like a film noir, mm-hmm. like like what's it like the Maltese Maltese Falcon. Yeah, that's what I do. Otherwise, uh, yeah, I'm probably not going to watch a lot more of that. Show. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you all so much for listening to this really emotional and thoughtful episode of Picked <laughs> Up. Um, as always, we. Could not do this without you guys listening on the other end. So thank you so much for tuning in. Please do us a couple favors. They would mean the world to us. Subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher, whatever you um, use to get your podcast. Also, rate and review us. Please leave us some feedback. Let us know what's going well, what's not. There are a multitude of ways you can connect to us. You can find us on Facebook. Searching uh, Picked Up Podcast or www.facebook.com slash Picked Up Podcast. You can email us directly with all your spreadsheets and attachments at um, PickedUpPod at gmail.com. PickedUpPodcast at gmail.com. Yes. And then finally, our favorite avenue. Why don't you just tweet us? It's our preferred way of being in touch with you. You can tweet us at PickedUpPod. Rich, any personal plugs for you? Average Kami on Twitter, Rich Kami4 on Instagram, and uh, audible.com. Search Rich C, first dude to show up. And yeah, check out my audiobooks. There's a lot of fun stuff there. Yeah, you can tweet me at mbravo, mbravo. That's about it, really. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. But thanks. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, we'll Rich. try and work on it being a little more uplifting next time. <laughs> Until then, I'm going to go to work. Yeah. Well, for Rich, for myself, Robert, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for picking us up. This has been a Podswoggle Network production. Visit podswoggle.com for more of that sweet, sweet entertainment.